Welcome to Flashback Tracks. Travel back in time each Friday to an era of big hair, leg warmers, and Walkmans. Far out. Veg out with some clips from Downtime Broadcasting's promotional audio cassette magazine from the 80s and 90s, right here on the World Wide Web. The following article is reprised with permission of Sales and Marketing Management Magazine, copyright May 1987, and is entitled, Winning Customers with a Newsletter. Giving away useful information might seem impractical, but for many companies, it's an important aspect of the marketing mix. Their secret weapon, a client newsletter. Conceived and produced correctly, the client newsletter introduces a company to prospects without hitting them over the head with hype. It sells the company without seeming to. It shows the reader that the company is serious about its product or service and wants clients, not just one-time customers. The prospect doesn't always buy immediately, of course, but the newsletter stimulates his readiness. In the meantime, it gives the reader information he can use. Although some newsletters are the result of considerable advanced planning, many just seem to evolve. For example, Perspective, the client newsletter of Chrisman Miller. Woodford, a 38-member design and construction firm in Lexington, Kentucky, is a marketing tool that developed accidentally. We began our newsletter as a way to keep in touch with clients and governmental agencies, says Jill Ball, marketing coordinator. It also turned out to be a marketing instrument. We hired a PR firm to write it for us, but we provide the outline first, edit it afterward, and do our own layout and printing. We send out 3,000 copies, first class, quarterly, to clients and prospects. Each newsletter has eight pages and costs about $1,500. The client newsletter has become useful to both old and new companies regardless of size. Kellogg Corporation, a management services firm in Denver, sells its expertise on planning, management, and problem solving to lawyers, contractors, and engineers involved with major construction projects. The company publishes its contract disputes newsletter for clients and prospects, a total of about 14,000 readers. Our newsletter is a low-pressure way to get information to our prospects, says Joseph Kellogg, president. It's long-range marketing. We show prospects we have the knowledge to solve the design and engineering problems they don't yet have, so that when the inevitable claims and disputes of construction projects do occur, they call us. A client newsletter is deliberately soft sell and long range. The newsletter doesn't usually get business right away, points out Rena Frankel, associate editor of Parsons Brinkoff's Notes, a free bi-yearly 30-page newsletter started by the 1,500 member engineering firm in 1952. It prepares the way for the salesperson. Our marketing people use it, even the back issues. Comparing her newsletter to the company brochure, Frankel gives her view of the difference. The brochure's obviously a selling tool. The newsletter's more objective. It's looked upon as a source of information about our company's scope of work with solid data rather than promotional material. It also includes project news and some of the accomplishments of our employees. The response is good. We've had no negative feedback. After a sale or signed contract, keeping in touch with the customer is essential for proper service in future business. David Joffrian of the Public Relations Department of Intergraph Corporation, a computer graphics equipment manufacturer in Huntsville, Alabama, is emphatic about the 20-page four-color newsletter called Interview, which is published bi-monthly. Our newsletter lets clients know what's going on with our company, giving information about our new equipment and new applications of existing equipment, he says. It maintains contact in a positive way. It keeps you in touch with people you just can't see as frequently as you usually might want to. In addition, Interview has marketing value to Intergraph salespeople. Robert DiMartino, an Intergraph manufacturing sales representative for the New York metropolitan area, explains that the newsletter announces new hardware and software and new features and ways to use them. A recent issue had a photo of a computer chip on the cover that was linked to an article about how to use our equipment to manufacture that chip, he says. 
The article explained how to shorten the design cycle, increase productivity, and reduce the number of prototypes necessary to build chips by testing them in the system first. Paradoxically, one virtue of a non-subscription newsletter is its narrowness. Concentrating on the company's specialized product or service tells the reader that the company knows its stuff and its market. The editorial staff, often only one or two people, deals with news, trade issues, and trends as they relate to that relatively small but targeted audience. The selection of the mailing list in the first place is crucial to this intended relationship. Successful production of a client newsletter begins with some guidelines. The newsletter is useful to the extent it responds to the company's business goals. The content must be valuable to readers. The newsletter requires continued and regular publication with consistent high quality. Editorial standards must be maintained, avoiding excessive self-praise, lack of timeliness, or a negative tone. The newsletter is only as effective as the quality of the mailing list, which must be updated periodically. The writing should be simple, clear, and readable, not flashy and flippant or filled with jargon. Effective development of a client newsletter is workable, but not guaranteed. Organizational skills and good work habits can solve most of the problems. There is a reasonable process to follow. First, consult sources for information about newsletters so as to understand its functions and appropriateness to a marketing program. For an annual membership fee of $195, the Newsletter Association at 1341 G Street, Northwest, Suite 603, Washington, D.C., 2005, will send you a how-to book, Success in Newsletter Publishing, and its bi-weekly newsletter, Hotline, the Newsletter Clearinghouse, Post Office Box 311, Rhinebeck, New York, 12572, conducts seminars, publishes the Newsletter Yearbook Directory for $45, and a bi-weekly Newsletter on Newsletters for $66 a year, and sells a guidebook, Publishing Newsletters, for $17.95. Next, choose the range of subject matter of your newsletter. It should fit what you have already determined as your well-defined market, one composed of your customers and your prospective clients. It should be a body of information and insights, whether a wide spectrum or a narrow focus, that your clients won't be able to acquire elsewhere, or at least not as easily, as finding your newsletter in their mailbox. Then, test the market. Although a test is advisedly conducted by those newsletter publishers that offer their publications for sale and for profit, which you aren't considering at this point, it's a practical marketing move for you, particularly as it relates to prospects. Of the two primary ways to reach potential readers, advertising and direct mail, most consultants recommend the latter. For clients, it's obviously the method. For prospects, it's the only way to target those people you want to reach. If you wish to add to your present list of clients and prospects, you can rent mailing lists from magazines or through list brokers. You can find the names of brokers in direct mail list rates and data, a guide published by Standard Rate and Data Service that's available in most libraries. Costs for lists vary from $25 to more than $100 per thousand names. Consider your costs, which usually include writers and editors' time, plus a consultant's time if one is used, overhead and production expenses. Because the other costs are already there, production costs often receive the most attention at first. These production costs, preparation, printing, and postage, encompass a number of variables such as page size, number of pages, paper quality, use of color in photos, number of copies printed, kind of reproduction, typewriter, word processor, or typesetter, and the choice of a printer, in-house or outside. Editorial costs can also vary depending on how the newsletter is managed, frequency, and geographic distribution. One individual is usually assigned the editor's role, often part-time but sometimes full-time. Occasionally, an outside person with journalistic experience 
experience is hired. Selected employees are given assignments to ensure a constant supply of news and trends. Clients and prospects are also invited to contribute. As an example, a two-page client newsletter intended for a thousand readers might require 25 hours from planning to delivery and involve about $500 in production costs, printing envelopes and postage. The dollar value of the time spent thinking, gathering data and writing is not included. A four-page newsletter with two colors would cost about $650 for a thousand copies. Naturally, these costs fluctuate according to the production choices listed above. Lastly, an evaluation procedure should be developed after a year of publishing a newsletter to determine its acceptance. Systematic follow-up by mail or phone, depending on the number and location of your readers, can be made. This process will help maintain the quality of your mailing list and at the same time give you direct contact with your clients and prospects. That in itself can lead to sales. Travel back in time with us next Friday as we share more clips from the 80s and 90s on another rad episode of Flashback Tracks, exclusively on Promo Corner. Time to bounce.